Okay, so before we begin this week's episode of Carcon Carne, I want to start with some poetry. I have Seth Zur, co-founder of Bacon Fest, in the car today. How do you do? And as part of Bacon Fest, there is a, a contest every year uh, for bacon bacon poetry, best bacon bacon poems. Yeah, this is actually a scaling back of our original vision for the cultural portion of Bacon Fest, which was going to be a, a theater festival, a poetry slam, and then visual arts. That's kind of, we thought, okay, we'll focus on the restaurants, but then we'll also have a little bacon poetry contest just for fun. So before we officially begin the show, before we play the theme music, I thought I would read the best bacon poems of the year. This is really exciting. Oh, oh, hey. And this really kind of adds a bit of needed culture to the show. Yeah, a lot of times people... We'll need a little highbrow something to get them going. All right. So uh, the first poem is by Joseph S. Pete, Bacon Mandius. Bacon Mandius, King of Kings, inspired by Ozymandias. Bacon Mandius, King of Kings. My name is Bacon Mandius, King of Kings. Listen to my sizzle, ye mighty, and hunger. I met a baconaut from a delicious land who said, Four crisp and meaty strips of bacon fry on the pan. Near them in my hand... Half-clenched is a spatula, whose grease and liquefied drippings show bacon's savory command, and tell that its eater knows this passion well, which burns like cured pork belly on the stovetop. Lo, turkey bacon is a special kind of hell. Bacon deserves a pedestal where these words appear. My name is Bacon Mandius, King of Kings. Listen to my sizzle, ye mighty, and hunger. Nothing on the plate remains. Round the bacony kiss of briny, flavorful fat from the rasher, Bacon salty embrace is something you miss. Yes, sir. Snap, hang on. Nice, nice. That is something. That is Joseph S. Pete. That's the classical, the classical poetry. And then we have a little bit more modern poetry coming up next. Uh, this is from David Kurtz, another winner of the Bacon Fest poetry competition. If it weren't for bacon, it's a true story from the heart. Of course. <laughs> if it weren't for bacon, I would be. It's pouring outside. Can you hear that? <laughs> Can you hear the rain hitting the car as I do this? Uh, if it weren't for bacon, I would be broken alone, sad, starved, destitute with no wife and no home. As a young Jewish boy forbade to eat pork, I knew not of the splendor amiss from my fork. I knew not of the salty, the smoky and sweet, the heaven-sent crispy, tender slices of meat, until a girl with a smile and a penchant for swine had me over for lunch and blew my damn mind. She said, I'll make you a sandwich and I'll make it for free. It's a favorite of mine. It's called a BLT. A free lunch for a Jew. This I could not resist, so I patiently waited as her frying pan lit. I had no view of the kitchen, but a sound caught my ear, a sizzle like none heard in my then 15 years. Seconds went by and the air filled with desire. The aroma was haunting, like a tabernacle choir. What is that smell, I asked, with my throat getting hoarse. She gleefully grinned. That's the bacon, of course. Bacon, oh no. Should I tell her I'm kosher? Too late. The bread just popped from the toaster. One sandwich. Surely God won't punish me for. But upon my first bite, I knew I would need more. You see, that was the day I renounced my religion and shacked up with that girl for her bacon's precision. Now we are married and eat bacon every day, with only cholesterol blocking my way. And my arteries. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> now we can begin the show. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van 
It is the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. God bless it. That car is my Mazda 3. I'm James Van Ostel, and my guest this week is Seth Zurer, who is a co-founder of the lauded, honorable Bacon Fest. That is me, and that is my Bacon Fest. Thanks for having me in the car. Sure. You know, I think the last time I, I, I said goodbye to you, I, I, I said something along the lines of, thank you for doing God's work. <laughs> it is God's work, and it's, it's, it's my gift to the city of Chicago for everything that Chicago has brought to me. So now, for someone who, let's say someone hasn't heard of Bacon Fest, if they're hearing about this for the first time, they're thinking, holy crap, Bacon Fest is a real thing. It's real. It's real, Virginia. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's Imagine, if you will, a, a large room. The room is, I don't know, 23,000 square feet. And in that room, there are 90 stations. And each station has a chef from a great Chicago restaurant who has, right. who has made something delicious for you with bacon and who wants you to eat it and staring at you and holding out their dish in front of them and saying, hey, hey, try my delicious bacon dish. And then next to the, the chefs, there's, there's beers, there's cocktails, there's wine. There is a remarkable array of creative and delightful dishes all there for the taking. So you buy your ticket, you go in, and it's like a bacon wonderland everywhere you look. So you can sample you something, something from all those places? Absolutely. Yeah, it's unlimited. Unlimited bacon dishes. At each session, there's maybe 50 or 60 restaurants. It's mind-blowing. I mean, the, I mean, this is the best of Chicago. Absolutely. Making special bacon dishes. So each person can walk by, each mm-hmm. attendee can walk by mm-hmm. and grab something from... Kumas or Kumas or Slurping Turtle, so Takashi Yagiyashi or V, you know, Paul Verant's restaurant or Perennial Verant. I mean, these are some of the best chefs in the city that have decided to turn their creative energies towards celebrating bacon in all of its many splendored forms. Well, let's. Well, first of all, I should mention where we are. We're at Pearls on Broadway. Yes, Pearls in, in the Edgewater Comfort. neighborhood. Uh-huh. Um, definitely like that Southern New Orleans style cooking. Uh, they are letting us sample what they're making for Bacon Fest. And it, it, tell us what this is. So uh, they basically are doing a kind of funny take on a pimento cheese on a cracker. But instead of a cracker, they were... It, that's obviously a southern thing. I mean, up here yeah. in Chicago, I don't think... People might not know, but that's yeah. a, like a classic southern snack is a soft, creamy pimento cheese with hot chili peppers in it and like sharp cheddar and, and sour cream. But the, and you would spread it on Ritz crackers. But instead of Ritz crackers, they've replaced the cracker with, with a homemade chicharrones with pork pork rinds. Oh, my God. And then That's they, exactly what it is. That's a pork rind. That's a pork rind. And then oh, it's sweet filled Christmas. with this creamy pimento cheese to which they've also added chunks of bacon. Oh There's house-made pickles on top and then a beautiful little slab of Nooski's applewood smoked bacon. Oh, and I think uh, they're going to also add some tasso, ha- some tasso powder on top as well to give it a little kick at Bacon Fest. But they didn't have any tasso ham powder made yet. You know, if that was the only thing you could sample at Bacon Fest, that might be enough. I mean, it might be enough for you. <laughs> it's not enough for me. Right, it's well, never okay, enough. Yeah, for I'm, me. I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna grab one as we're talking about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, let's do this. Um, so it is a pork rind, and it is it's loaded. It is a densely layered pork rind. That's right. And it's a beautiful little bite. I mean, the thing is, mm-hmm. there are, at Bacon Fest, over the course of the three sessions, there will be 8,000 pounds of Nooski's bacon. Mm-hmm. Each restaurant gets basically an allowance of 50 pounds, and then they turn it into something. So, But if you want to go to Bacon Fest and try all this stuff, you really have to be judicious about your pace. I bet. And these guys help by giving you something that's maybe one or two bites at most. I'm going to take a bite. Oh, this is kind of a big deal. You know what it is? It's the balance of flavors, but also those textures. Mm-hmm. The, the, the crispy pork rind... And just the smoothness of the cheese and the crispness of the pickle. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And you know what? The thing which always amazes me is I, 
people will get they say oh everything's bacon I'm going to get tired of, of tasting bacon first of all it's a ludicrous proposition second of all <laughs> second of all like shut up this, second of all shut up third of all a dish like this shows you exactly the kind of variety you can expect because this is not overwhelmingly bacony right you have a little bacon chunk you have some bacon mixed in with the cheese but really what you're getting is pickle tart savory bacony all kind of all together a this symphony, is delicious a symphony of bacony flavors if I were pearls, I'd be putting this on the menu tomorrow. Yeah, right. This is oh my god. This is this is great. <laughs> I want this as a sandwich or something like a pork rind sandwich. This is this is delicious. Mm, I like that too. Mm-hmm. Here you can use the table, which is to say the dashboard. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very kind of you. And then. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to eat several more of these tonight, and then I'm going to eat some more at Bacon Fest next week. Oh, man, that is so good, Seth. We don't mess around. Mm-mm. The chefs really put their thinking caps on. Part of it, I think, is that they're eager. They're very competitive. So we give I mean, There's a, a one-upsmanship. There like, is a one-upsmanship. We, we give out prizes. We give out what we call the Golden Rasher Awards. A rasher, of course, being a slice of bacon. Oh. And uh, we give it out for most creative use of bacon. You just took a sip of the bourbon milk that's, punch. That's bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in a... Deceptively innocuous cartoon character. It's, it's not punch. Cup. It's bourbon. Oh, salad! I'm going to give it a little, sw- a little swirl. It's not punch. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. It's so like a, it's like a white Russian, but with bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what you want to have as you're sitting on a Chicago public street. Right. The lights on, microphones going. What the chef from from Pearls told us is that this is actually what you should be drinking in the morning. After a night out of, of of reveling in New Orleans, this is like the hair of the dog to ease you back into the day. It's a a gentle a gentle milk punch to help you face what what hangover may be. That makes sense. Mm. All right, so tell me about the origin mm. of Bacon Fest. Yeah, um, so that me and my two partners are not event people, and I'm the sort of foodie one of the three of us more than the other two. But basically, we're all theater guys. So the two of them went to see a rock and roll puppet musical all about beer that featured, among other things, a uh, puppet puddle of vomit that sang a song about how corporate beer had created it. And they were deeply inspired by this artistic uh, work, so much so that they went home and they got drunk. And being musicians and theater guys, they thought to themselves, we should write a musical about something that we love and what do we love as much as those guys love beer? The answer is bacon. Sure. So they started writing songs. They got really bored. And then they, that's where I come into the story. They called me. It was about 1130 at night. I was in bed with my pregnant wife, unemployed, <laughs> sort of pondering the the general existential angst of, oh, yeah. of not knowing what I was going to do with myself for the next you know 40 years of my life. Been there. And I got a call. And I, and I was like, why are they calling me at 1130 at night? First of all, we, I mean, we we're friends, but not that good friends that you would call at 1130. I thought something was wrong. And they get on the line, and my partner, Andre, says, Seth, I have an amazing idea for you. I don't know if you're going to like it, but here's here's our idea. Just listen to what I'm going to say and, and then react. Bacon Fest Chicago, the burning man of bacon. <laughs> That's the elevator pitch. That's the elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. 
At first, I was a little confused. I wondered about art cars. I wondered about gratuitous nudity. I wondered about hallucinogens. And then he set me straight. No, no, it's like Taste of Chicago, but everything is going to be bacon. And it's going to be something <laughs> that people come back to every year. It's going to be an annual institution. Taste of Chicago and everything's bacon. Exactly. And I was sold. I was sold at that very moment. We took, we slept on it the next morning in the cold light of day. We sipped a bourbon milk punch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a Twitter handle and we got a Facebook page and we just started reaching out to folks. And we found a deep well of affection for bacon in Chicago, both among the chef community and among just sort of the community at large. We did our first event that year with 75 guests and 10 chefs. Uh, We took over the dining room of the publican between lunch and dinner service. We had to push all the tables up to the side. And uh, it was a big hit. People liked it. We liked it. We had fun. And then it just has grown a lot since then. This year we'll have 168 restaurants, 8,000 pounds of Nooski's bacon. We'll have... Tankered gallons and gallons and gallons of beer and cocktails and wine. It's uh, it got it got big while we weren't paying attention, but uh, it's fun. So the dates of this are um, April thirtieth and May first. That's correct. Uh, so you know, there's a chance people may hear this podcast after it happened, but there's also a strong chance people hear it in yeah. advance. So. And- they can go. They can go. There are tickets available at this at the time of taping. There are tickets available to all three sessions of Bacon Fest. So people can go to baconfestchicago.com and snag those tickets. The tickets cost a hundred bucks. I'll be I'll be straight up with you. General admission tickets are a hundred bucks. But what you get with that hundred dollar ticket is unlimited dishes from those chefs. Stuff like this pimento cheese chicharrone. So I can keep going back in line for this. Yeah, you can go to this over and over again, but I think Man. what you'll want to do is you want to kind of work your way around the room. Try the bacon togarashi ramen. Try the bacon watermelon uh, gazpacho. Try the the warm bacon cinnamon rolls. Try a few bacon <laughs> cupcakes. There's a lot of the stuff gazpacho to try. gazpacho sounds good. I know. It's, that's from Marion Street Market out in Oak Park. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. You get unlimited food. You get seven drink tickets, which you, usually, depending on your alcohol consumption, is is more than enough. That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> you get a uh, a delightful bacon fest tote bag, sure to make you the envy of every farmer's market shopper. That's right. And uh, and you also get to support the Greater Chicago Food Depository. So one thing that's, that's nice. nice it's it's given us an opportunity to to support this anti hunger cause. It's a great organization. And so last year we gave them seventy five thousand bucks. Seriously. Yeah. Oh wow! I, I, every, I love everything about this story, and so yeah, it started as a late night drunken fantasy and became a bona fide annual festival institution that helps feed hungry people and helps hungry people pig out. Well, and see, the thing that I wonder about this, I, I've always had this perception that chefs barely have enough time in their days just to you know, get out of bed. I mean, once they're in the kitchen, it is nonstop from the you know. From before it opens till when the restaurant closes, the fact that they have time to kind of invent and create and commit to this seems like kind of a big deal. It is. It's a huge deal. I mean, the, the chefs are the entertainment at Bacon Fest. The food is the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they come out to help, number one, to help support the food bank. And number two, they come out because they're curious, just like you and me, about what the other chefs are going to do with bacon. They all spend the VIP hour sending their minions out to fetch tastes from their favorite restaurants. Sure. Just like we do when we, when we show up at Bacon Fest. And then I think the the other thing is that it's, like you said, they, they, they barely have time to do anything in their lives except for get up, go to the kitchen, mm-hmm. crank out a 14-hour shift, and then go to bed. It's a, it's a treat to actually see your customers face-to-face, to connect with them, to talk to them, to That's say, true. hey, you know, this pimento cheese is inspired by my grandmother's recipe, and this... This bacon ramen is just like the one I used to have at home in Hokkaido, except for I added, you know, 14 pounds of bacon to each three-pound serving of noodles. So it's, uh, it's fun for them, too. 
So let's talk about some of the things that people hinted toward them. You know, I was looking at the menu. Yeah. The one that, that stuck out is, okay, maybe this is too much, <laughs> is the Kuma's right. contribution. I, I believe the name of the Kuma's dish is the Kuma's Orgasm 666. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, it features, among other things, a, uh, a slab of braised pork belly on a biscuit and I think it's topped with some kind of sauce. I can't remember the details of the sauce. But it was like super bacon overload. Yeah, it was like bacon in the bread, bacon in the bacon, bacon in the sauce, <laughs> bacon on the plate, bacon wrapped around everything. I think, it, you know, the, the pimento cheese on the, on the chicharron, that's sort of the gentle bacon Yeah, it's more entree. subtle. Mm-hmm. And then the kuma's orgasm is going to be that I'm going to take a slab of bacon and I'm going to slap you over the head with it. Yeah, I don't think delicate when I think kuma's. No, exactly. I think metal. This is a metal bacon dish. That it's going to metal bacon make you think yeah. about sort of society. And, and, and the devil. <laughs> and the devil, mm-hmm. right. And exactly. sex. Naturally. I think you can't help but think about sex when you think about a, a delicious bacon sandwich. All right, so what other things kind of have your attention that make you think, okay, i got to make a point to kind of go over there? Yeah, we mentioned that watermelon pork belly gazpacho. Um, I'm super excited to see what Sandra Hall from Floreal is doing. She's doing something called Mad Bacon, which I think is like a a pastry. So she does these incredibly beautiful French pastries, traditional French pastries. She's going to turn her attention to to bacon. Uh, I'm excited about Takashi's bacon ramen. I like a little bacon ramen. I love ramen. He last year he won a golden rasher for his dish, which was a traditional Japanese egg custard mm-hmm. called a chawamushi. But then he threw the tradition out the window and added bacon to everything. So there's bacon fat in the egg custard. There's bacon chunks. There's like a slick of bacon grease on the top. Then fava beans and asparagus and all these nice tastes of spring. Some scallions. It was a killer dish. Delightful. It's amazing. All right, so there's a lunch and a dinner service Correct. on Saturday, and, and then, then Sunday's brunch. Sunday brunch. Brunch is new this year. So in previous years, we had a Friday night dinner session, but we thought, you know, people first fell in love with bacon at brunch, so let's let's bring it on home. Let's bring it on home to brunch. So we're doing – it's not going to be all brunch dishes. There's still going to be the variety of stuff, but it's going to be at brunch time, and we're going to have a Bloody Mary bar with four different kinds of Bloody Marys with bacon garnishes for people to, to try while they're sampling all the rest of the food. This is an awesome weekend activity. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people that go to more than one session. Oh, I'm and sure. I, and I, it's it's tough. I mean, you think about it. It's 50 to 60 bites per session and then times three. And, you know, it takes real strategy to make <laughs> to make that kind of commitment. But usually after one session, people are ready to tap out. It's, uh, it's, a, serious, it's a serious intake of bacon. Like, I'm good. I get it. Right. Bacon. But, hey. I think you should come to multiple sessions of Bacon Fest. You know, just You'll take be your there. time. Yeah. Spit out the bread. <laughs> yeah. Don't take a second bite if it's not extremely delicious. That's, that's absolutely right. So how do you grow this next year? Live, live bands? <laughs> live bands. Uh, once my, my dream is that one day we'll be in a giant space, and one-third of the space will be chefs. Mm-hmm. One-third of the space will be food trucks. And then the last third of the space will be just hammocks. Yeah. So that everybody, it'll be the bacon and nap fest, Chicago. So Here's everyone can take a nap after breakfast. For as long as I can remember, once the clock strikes 2.30, I am useless from 2.30 until 4. That 90 minutes, I need a nap every day at that time. I don't get it. Uh-huh. Right. But if you had hammocks up at Bacon Fest, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to clock out for a little bit here. Absolutely. Why See you not? in 90 minutes and I'll be back for the bacon... <laughs> I've read a lot of articles in Harvard Business Review that a midday nap is extremely is extremely helpful to productivity. Do you really read Harvard Business Review? Well, you never know what you might find yeah. out. <laughs> I read Jugs only because it's the world's dirtiest tit mag. Hey, I mean, different strokes for different folks, so they yeah. say. 
All right, so Senator, uh, the website is? BaconFestChicago.com. And we should thank the restaurant for... Yeah. Pearl's Southern Comfort up here in Edgewater. I think it's 5352 North Broadway. Yeah, it's, it's like two blocks north of Foster. Yeah, exactly. Super easy to find. Uh, that was delicious. That They, they know what they're doing. They, they know, know what they're you, doing. You tell these chefs, hey, here's some bacon, and you just wait and see what happens. People ask, oh, do you give them guidance? No, we leave it to them. They're the geniuses. They know how to. They know what to do with the bacon. I love it. All right, so we'll, we'll see you at Bacon Fest, and thank you so much for jumping in the front seat. Oh, my God, anytime.